Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. <laughs> Tommy, Ocean Chinook or Puget Sound Coho, what is your palate favorite? And you drop yeah. that kokanee on top of that barn door halibut's head, 67 feet of water, and he was not happy about that. Well, I don't know. What do you think? Boxers or briefs? Ooh, I'm going to have to go with a European cut speedo. Fantastic. Excellent choice. I yeah. love tuna. I do love tuna. Heck yeah! <laughs> hey, you know, I have a buddy who refers to Canadian geese as flying carp. Obviously, he's not cooking them. <laughs> he clearly, right? Oh, ocean shook. Seriously? Hands down. Really? Hands down. I don't fish for coho. Ah, good point. Hey, speaking of grind, can you tell the difference between ground deer and ground elk? Honestly, taste the difference. You know, Dwayne, we only get one chance to live this life. Mm-hmm. And you will always regret the things that you don't do. So you know what I tell people? Buy the damn boat. Hey, you know, the facts are some days are just a grind. Welcome to Fish Hunt Northwest, the number one fishing and hunting talk show throughout the Pacific Northwest and beyond. Now here's your host, Dwayne England, and of course, the infamous Tommy Donlan. Hello and welcome to Fish Hunt Northwest. Dwayne England, Tommy Donlan, coming to you from the Fish Hunt Northwest studio located here in Olympia, Washington. want to invite everybody to the show this uh, evening and so glad you could join us if you're Joining us for the very first time here on Root Sports, so we thank you for that. Take a little bit of time and jump on over to our webpage. If you haven't been there, www.fishhuntnw.com. There you're going to find a lot of great, insightful information. Most of our videos are posted up there, lots of uh, uh, insightful recipes and things. But also take note of the Edge Rods coupon, FHN20 at checkout. You're going to save 20% on all Edge Rods all the time if they're not already attached to a previous reduced pricing or coupon. And also Phelps, uh, Phelps Game Calls, Phelps Game Calls, uh, Fish Hunt NW10 at checkout. You're going to save 10% on all calls for the remainder of the year. And we are right on the cusp of hunting as well, Tommy. So we are, we are. I, I didn't realize we were sponsoring a, a vape company. A too. vape yeah. company, yeah, vapes, uh, calls, <laughs> and, and, and bong. So, uh, Anyway, uh, lots going on. You and I had some time on the water this past week, yeah. different outings. Uh, we'll get to our our tuna outing later in the show. Mm-hmm. Excited to bring that to the people. But uh, this last week, um, bounced around to a couple different fisheries. Weather was a factor for both of us in it some was. regards. It was, um, yeah. I, uh, I jumped uh, on board with uh, Steve Kuhn and uh, Scott Cole, and we were fishing the mid-stretch of the Columbia there below Beacon, mm-hmm. Beacon Rock. And uh, had a good steady east wind that morning, white caps on the river, and for the first few hours, it was blowing out of the east, fishing was the least, and uh, we were one for three, and it was, Steve was doing everything he could, doing a good job controlling the boat, but it's just, you're it's up tough. against yeah. it, right? So then right. we pulled out, moved up, went up to uh, Hood River, fishing out in front of the white salmon. You would have thought we were on a totally different day. Mm-hmm. 91 degrees, the, the heat was beating us down. We got some nice fish, but man, what a contrast of weather, 25 minutes apart. Right. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and you you were heading out to the ocean. I was. So I spent uh, Thursday and Friday on the ocean this last Thursday and Friday. Yeah. And um, man, I I experienced the blow as well. Right. I mean, it was it was a small craft advisory. We had a six foot swell at nine seconds, and then oh. on top of that, we had a nice fifteen to twenty knot wind. And so it <laughs> and was. And that was uh, Friday. 
Yeah, that was that was Friday. That was Friday. Yeah, Thursday we did a little salmon, yeah. some rockfish. Yeah. We got our limited rockfish. We found one upriver bright mm -hmm. uh, schnook, and then uh, a whole bunch of crab that uh, we brought in. So we kind of did the mixed bag game on Thursday, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. The uh, the I, I will say though, the coho after that little rain that we got. They were just like nowhere in the gone. ocean. Couldn't find them. The yeah, birds were just not working anywhere inshore. Gotcha. Usually out of Westport, you go out, you're going to find those coho anywhere from 180 to 220. Yeah. We went north. We went south. We covered all the water column. Nothing. And we just didn't really find anything. Huh. They so, uh, got up and out of there waiting yeah, for more to come in now. So. But, uh, but Friday was, was game time for tuna. And when it's that rough, it's really hard to see yeah. jumpers, right? Oh, yeah. So you rely on the birds, but the birds were not working mm. any piles. So those mm. tuna were sunk out. And uh, we ended up with uh, four, a lot of boats, zero, one, two. Yeah. Car, our friend uh, Carl Frenstein, I think yep. he had six, you know, so. Complete um, 180 from our week yeah. previous, huh? And, and tuna will humble you, right? Because sure, one yeah. day it's like that. Two yep. days later, they're in the same zone, the right. same water. Right. They're eating the bottom paint off the boat. Gotcha. So. There you go. It's, it's well, a factor. You just got to go. If you don't go, you don't know. Weather was a factor for us, too. Tuesday, we headed out to Grays Harbor. Wanted to get in on that. Had a six-foot tide. I felt pretty confident. Asked Jordan. He'll tell you how confident I was. I was saying, yeah. hey, I can't. Well, looking forward to the picture <laughs> of all these dead coho on the deck right. of the boat. And, man, we were uh, humbled. Yeah. It was a humbling the, week the for FHN on the water. Yeah, yes. the the, uh, the all-you-could-eat free salad bar that was yes. uh, that floating in the bay out there <laughs> was nonstop and problematic. So uh, we'll get into more of that on that. That Grays Harbor fishery as the season progresses here. All right, before we get too far along here, let's run down the show. Uh, bringing it to you tonight, part one, FHN on the water with Captain Tommy Donlin. This gentleman sitting to my immediate right. Westport Tuna, man, we had an epic day, didn't we? Uh, yes, indeed. Going to bring that to you. You guys are going to enjoy that. Then we're uh, bringing back on, catching up with uh, none other than Bill Monroe, Bill Monroe uh, Jr., Bill Monroe Outdoors. Quick recap. How good has our summer been in early fall fisheries, Tommy? And uh, for Chinook and Coho, we're going to kind of walk through that with Bill because it's been outstanding. Then we're also going to uh, cover with him in the next segment uh, a little uh, revamp on the O-Impact meeting here. Uh, what was the outcome and are we still fishing and where? Uh, then we're going to bring to you parts two and three of FHN on the water with uh, none other than, yep, our very own captain, Tommy Donlin, Westport Tuna. You guys are going to enjoy this, so we're bringing you the whole uh, episode tonight. And then, uh, hey, buddy, weather change is coming. Get your river gear ready. This is going to be amazing. We're going to walk you through that yes. as it uh, shapes up and we get to all of that later in the show. So don't go anywhere. Lots of great content tonight. I'm going to jump out for a quick break. We come back, part one of uh, FHN on the Water. Westport Tuna, right here after this break. Fish on Northwest. Defiance Marine is the one-stop shop for the Pacific Northwest Angler. Defiance Marine guarantees the best price on a new and best service on a repower for your current boat. Defiance Marine is a Honda Premier dealership and one of the largest on the West Coast. Defiance Marine is a boat dealer who proudly sells Defiance, Allied, and Arima boats. All boats are built by West Coast fishermen for West Coast fishermen. Defiance Marine has all your boating needs to help you get out on the water. If you're looking for the best fishing rods in the world, you really do need to take a look at the edge rods. I designed and built new machinery, and I think this new machinery has enabled us to build blanks like no other company can build without this equipment. There is no other rods in the world that are as good as these rods. You owe it to yourself to take a good look at them. 
Right, welcome back here in studio to Wind England, Tommy Donlin. Hopefully you're enjoying the tuna yet. You may have noticed we didn't get any tuna that first segment, but it's coming. That's right. It's, it's coming. Just we got a slow roll into it, we man. Got to tease, got, tease that's it right, out. That's yeah. right. Hey, introduce our guest this evening. Uh, no stranger to the show by any means. Uh, Bill Monroe, Junior Bill Monroe Outdoors. www.billmonroeoutdoors.com. Welcome back to the show, buddy. I know you're extremely busy, but you take a little time out of your busyness to join us here tonight. Appreciate it. Good evening. Yes, yes. Uh, Busyness hey. is the word right there. There yes, you go. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Before we uh, jump into this thing, I kind of want to take a little time with you briefly. And we're going to make this brief. Uh, quick little recap on our summer and early fall fisheries, both Chinook and now the Coho showing up. How would you yep. gauge this fishery, like comparable to it was this good last time when? How good is our fishing right now? So we are actually approaching... A, a pretty epic little fishery this year. This is this is re coming real close to 2014. We had we had a million Chinook in in you know a half a million coho that year. That's right. This year this year we were only planning for like I mean it was maybe 300 to 400 or 500 thousand overall to the Columbia River mouth, and uh, we're we're gonna we're probably gonna surpass the 600 thousand mark oh. just for chinook yeah and then we're probably gonna if this is what gonna do what we're gonna keep doing and, and you know there's plenty of commercial and recreational opportunity is still taking place i think it might even approach the 700 mark through december 31st and that is a big deal mm -hmm. when you start thinking about the 400,000 coho and then you know another couple hundred thousand b index coho we're just we're right on track with that 2014 mark, and that's 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 a big deal. Yeah. Uh, something something yet again is is going right. You know, ocean is going right, and it has been for whatever cycle these fish were in. And I, uh, boy, I'm kind of excited about it. I have had a phenomenal. We started fishing July seventh, uh, just after July fourth, mm -hmm. and it's been it's been bonkers straight through and right. like we've had ocean fisheries we've and can you believe there's enough quota in the ocean that it's still open it's i know still thank god open. for that yeah that's crazy and that's yeah, crazy. there it is right there yeah. thank god for that yes indeed yeah. so billy you mentioned yep. water conditions and you know i mean obviously we, the past few years we've had oh, some really good water conditions we don't have that warm water blob yep. that's sitting out there anymore that we have to constantly right. worry about especially for our salmon runs right. um but, you know, there's also been kind of some management decisions made between Washington and Oregon. How much do you think that's a factor, and, and what do you see there? I mean, that's a pretty big deal. You know, we've been in La Nina now for, what, two, three, maybe four years. Mm -hmm. That blob was in place, like, right along with COVID. <laughs> yeah, um, and, 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 and that was a thing, and El Nino was – kicking butt and taking names out there and creating this right. ocean that was really not good for, for fish. Yep. Now, La Nina is in present. It's been present for a while. And I think we're seeing the fruits of that labor. We're, we've had, you know, knock on wood, we've had a pretty good year to show that this cycle of fish is, is healthy enough to be able to probably survive this kind of ocean. Now, the forecast, though, mm -hmm. when you look at, the, the yeah. 24 month the 24 month outlook 
um, El Nino is set to return, and it's actually mm-hmm. taking place as we speak. Right. Yep. And that's probably not a good thing. I'm mm-hmm. a little concerned mm-hmm. about it. I think everybody's watching it. Noah is on top of it. And, I mean, maybe, mm-hmm. just maybe, the river can be adjusted however it's going to ebb and flow. Because, you know, we do control spill. We control, we, we control runoff. We control almost every facet of water dynamic that goes through the dams that that's that's the the key here yeah Um, especially these dams that have fish ladders that's a big deal Mm right and but when we start talking like dams like the snake river dams that don't really have fish passage that's Mm -hmm. a that's a bad deal so ocean river everything combined i think we're on the like we're on the right track and (laughs) in This management stuff, can you imagine the job that they <sighs> no, have to do? No, it's tough. No, I can't. I, I, I can't either. And it's real easy to be angry and, and upset and just, you know, overall pissy about everything. Mm-hmm. But I can't imagine the job that they have to do. And they've found a way to somewhat make it work. I found it interesting so. that you uh, you compare this back to 2014, which is exciting uh, but then it transitions into this discussion about going from La Nina to El Nino. And last time we found ourselves in a, in a you know, four-year uh, El Nino, 2015, the blob showed up. 2016, it was still present. 2017, we're still struggling. So I'm hoping yep. this isn't yep. another, you know, three, four-year collapse after mm-hmm. a uh, absolutely fantastic year in that comparative time frame. 2014 to 2019. So just something to be aware Great of. Point. I know Noah is, uh, they got their, their eyes on it. DFW's got their eyes on it. Not that we can do anything about it because we can control yeah, all those right? things within our control in the river, as you mentioned, Bill. But once it gets out to the ocean, man, it's all hands off. Yeah. And we just got to let Mother Nature do her thing. We just got we just got to hope and pray right, right. that the, uh, the, the two, three, and four salt fish are managing. Right. We need to hope. That yep, they can yep. can get after it and get it done, yep. and even the smolts, the one years, we need to make sure that they get out there. Exactly. You know. All right, we got to jump out for a real deal. quick break. We're going to hold you on through the okay, break. Cool. We got some uh, got some impact meeting uh, information to get out of you before we let you go this evening. So we're going to jump out for a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back cool. with Bill Monroe Jr. Uh, Bill Monroe Outdoors right here after this break. Fish on Northwest. Support from Northwest Sportsmen make Federal Ammunition the world's leading ammunition manufacturer. Federal uses the industry's finest materials, giving you reliable ammunition that delivers superb accuracy and optimum performance. Northwest hunters rely on Sportco to provide the best selection and prices in the Northwest since 1985. Sportco and Outdoor Emporium in Fife and Seattle. Your journey begins here. All right, welcome back here to the show. Still got Bill Monroe Jr., Bill Monroe Outdoors on the uh, on the phone here. Hey, so Bill, yesterday was a compact meeting, and they ultimately did come out with a favorable decision. So where exactly, uh, when are we fishing, and where where are we fishing? Where do we get to go after more Chinook? So we, when with the compact decision from yesterday, uh, well, actually, wait a minute, it was the, it was the 20th. That would have been yesterday, yes. Yeah. Um, they opened up pretty much the entire river starting tomorrow. That's right. the twenty second. Right. So today was a not everywhere is open today, but it's just Warrior to Bonneville and above in zone six. 
what they did is, you know, they already reopened um, Astoria for Chinook retention, any Chinook, um, with Hatchery Co. And it's still three bag limit down there. One can be a Chinook. But then they, for tomorrow, the 22nd, they open the entire river. Everything's going to be reopened, basically from Astoria all the way up to the Hanford Reach, Highway 395. It's going to be um, the whole thing. Um, Zone 6 is fishing well. Bonneville is fishing well. St. Helens is doing well. And now you can go back down into the Cowlitz, Kalama, you know, Cap Lamet. And you you can access all this lower river stuff that we've been kind of waiting for because mm-hmm. of the infamous Thule Chinook. Right. Yeah. And so this we're not the only ones that are going to be out there fishing, right? There was a management decision made to allow the uh, yep. non non tribal mm-hmm. commercials uh, to, to fish the main stem of the river. And so with that with that yep. decision, are they concerned about the number of hatchery fish reaching the spawning grounds, or what can you tell us about that decision? So they're not, with the decision to, to A, do what they're calling mop-up tangle net session in zones one through three, which is Astoria to St. Helens. Mm -hmm. And there's like 19 sessions of those. And then they gave uh, two separate more um, overnight openers for zones four or five, which is basically St. Helens to Bonneville. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is all gillnets not just tanglements that'll be all the the full monty um what they aren't worried about though is hatchery escapement was met um which is great news mm-hmm. um we we, we kind of like to think that the, the the lrh tags which are low river hatchery that's a tule description right those 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 fish seem to be um they made it good um, good the, Yep, yep, and that's a great thing, but I'm gonna stick to my guns. I tulies are a absolute detriment to fisheries, and we need to either a make more of them so we don't have to do this, right. or we need to be. And this is already taking place in a lot of other things. You know, we have a couple of lawsuits here in Oregon that are going after the departments. We need to change the Pacific Salmon Treaty in the U.S. versus Canada segment, which is. You know, the, the tit for tat thing where we take care of toolies and they agree to not touch our spring Chinook stock, which right. we absolutely mm-hmm. covet, which mm-hmm. we covet. Yes, so, that would be we have, huge. We have, this, we have this catch-22. We have ESA-listed fish. We have, uh, you know, healthy stocks, non-healthy stocks, and major constraints. And then we have super complicated um, extrapolation points, which were allowed to take a certain percentage of impacts to these fish. And mm-hmm. this year, just like the last handful, it's it's toolies and it's wild toolies. Mm-hmm. Um, hatchery toolies are, are the only way that they can measure wild tule survival is through hatchery tule take, Correct. which ends up being tule tag. Yeah. 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 Very right, complicated. We're up against it. <clears throat> Real quick, yep. yes or no answer before we go. Uh, do you think we're still fishing late into the season and potentially all the way through December because of the Mark Select fisheries they instilled in the entire buoy 10 season this August? I hate to say it, but yes. Okay. Yeah. Just all want right. a clarification on that. A lot of people were. That hatchery only thing worked that, that got us through to labor. That, that, I mean, it worked. Yeah. I don't like it because it's just like we're fishing for springers. Right. 
But yeah, it exactly. worked. Yeah. It got us through to Labor Day. Yep. All yeah. right, buddy. Always a pleasure. The information from you is awesome, always valuable, guys. and I know people enjoy it. So thanks for taking the time, bud. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. It's good to talk to you guys. Absolutely. Take care. Too, Bill Monroe Jr., uh, check him out. Uh, Bill Monroe. Uh, outdoors and or on Facebook. Follow him on social media. He's got openings in October. You definitely want to jump in the boat and go fishing with him. All right, going to jump out for a quick break. We come back. Parts two and three of our tuna excursion out there out of Westport. You guys are going to enjoy this, so stick around after the break. Right here, Fish on Northwest. Hey, guys, I'm Big Mike. Come on down to the Edge Pro Shop and see me. We've got all the best brands under one roof. We've got Hawken, Procure, Short bus, Pro Troll, Yakima Bait, Get Em Dry Jigs, Northwest Bait Scent, Daiwa Reels, North Fork Lures, North Wild, Brad's, Superfly, Rocky Mountain Tackle, and of course, the greatest rods ever built, Edge Rods. All right, so we got a jumper patch up here about 150 yards. We got the wind going from our left to the right, port to starboard, as we're approaching the pile. So what we want to do is we want to set up wind of them. So right now you've got a couple different varieties of birds and you can see they're jumping up and down. They're putting their head in the water and then every once in a while you're going to see a tuna blitz the surface. So they've been pretty finicky today, but basically what we're doing is we got a guy on the bow with the jig. As we get close enough, he's going to fire that jig into that, into that little jumper patch into where those birds are. And as he does that, we're already bringing in all the troll gear and we're going to start sending baits out, sending a lot of baits. And I'm even seeing a couple of tuna boil downwind of this bird patch. So what we're going to do is we're going to sneak up to the top end. I'm going to get up there, and then I'm going to slide into it. I'm going to go to neutral, slide into it, and then shut the motors off, and then hopefully we can get on. Hey, Tommy, so let's talk a little bit about bait, all right? So you're pretty particular about the anchovies that you get. And then as you go through your tank, you have ones that you're tossing for bait yeah. to pull fish in or to keep them around us. And you are selective on the ones you're pinning to the hook and the way you pin them yep. to make sure you got a strong swimmer, right? Yeah. So what I do is I, I take a scoop and I try to get, you know, anywhere from like, you know, five to ten in a, in a scoop. This is like a, a demo scoop here, so I just picked up three. We're done for the day. We're plugged, right? So I yeah. uh, just wanted to pick a couple um, customers here that we can use for the demo. Sure. But um, what I do is I, I dip them and I look at them. So I kind of study what's in the net and I try to pick the one out of that group that's just absolutely says that I'm the strongest swimmer in the group. And then the other ones I chuck, right? Um, now, if I really don't like what I see, I check the whole scoop, and then I go and get another dip, and then look at those. But, you know, typically you're gonna find some that are, you know, really strong, and some that are just not. Now, you can be full sometimes, because you can pick one that looks good. Maybe you pick a large one, you put it in the water, 
and it tries to hide underneath the motors. It just won't leave the boat, <laughs> right. right? Yeah. Or you put it in the water and all of a sudden it loses its motivation and it doesn't swim anywhere. Mm -hmm. Instead of being the cheerleader and trying to cheer that bait on, get rid of that bait. <laughs> cheerleader. So, so that's, that's the, the picking the bait. So what I'll do is I'll show you how to, how to hook one of these baits. Then what I'm doing basically is I'm taking this hook and this is the collar, the collar hook method. So what I do is I've got this bait um, I put my thumb over his eye, and for me, that just seems to, and it's a very, it's a very light pressure, and it seems to keep the bait relatively calm, mm -hmm. but what I do is I kind of put my other three fingers out, I've got my thumb over his eye, and then I come back here, and I just barely put the hook through the top of the collar. Even that one's a little bit deep, but basically you're just trying to get this collar, this bone that sticks out behind the gill plate. And then that's it, he's in the water. It's worked all day, man. Every bait stop was successful, and there's a reason for that. Yeah, that's right, we did well. Nicely done. Nice work. Yeah. Okay, there we go. All right. All right, buddy, what do you think? Man, today was phenomenal. I mean, that's like everything that you dream about in a September tuna run yeah. out of Westport. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, you know, the weather, the forecast, and then the plan you put together. Yep. And we talked about it this morning before we headed out, checking all your different, you know, projections and weathers and, and temperature lines and yeah. all the things you put together. And I'll be darned if, as we ran out there, you didn't land right on that spot and you were going, huh, Yeah. love it when a plan comes together. Yeah, no, it came together perfectly. <laughs> yes, and you notice, like, when we started out, we were in those, like, large model but super finicky fish yeah, right yeah and we were like scratching away we get like two at a time three yep, at a time yep. and then as we moved further into that warm water and it got bluer mm -hmm. that's when we started getting mixed schools but right. we were getting eight at a time nine at a time yeah. yeah yeah i think our best stop was we were into like 12 fish landed eight of those yeah, yeah. and you know every one of them was generated i think one time we just moved and went towards some birds and we had a little surface action and we threw out live bait and we hooked up. Other than that, it was something, a swim bait, a plug, something a nomad, you know, would get ripped on. Yeah. Just one. Yeah. And then we would freaking get the bait going and. Yeah. I mean, we, and we had a few where we slid into them and threw yep. bait and yep. got them going that way. So really kind of a variety of techniques, really. Got them on the jig. Got them on the jig. I put Phil on the bow and had him casting towards the jumper school. Yeah. Um, obviously got him on live bait and then got him on the troll. So. Yeah. And how fun is that live bait? People talk about it, you know, but until yeah, you yeah. experience that, yeah. you got that strong little, you know, Phelps out there swimming away. That's right. Taking off from the boat, and all of a sudden, the spool speed on your reel goes tenfold. Oh, yeah. It does. And when you and hammer you, down. You slowly engage that drag, and then your rod is bent, and it's you're on. on. Yeah. And the best thing about this fishery is, you don't just get that dopamine hit once. <laughs> you get it again, and, and again, again, and, and again. again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's why this fishery is really special. And the biomass is just, it's its in the millions, right? And yeah. so when we fish on these fish, you know, as a sport fishing community, we're not even taking barely 1% of the total population. Barely scratching it. Yep. You know, and I, the, uh, the consistency today is one of those days you hear people talking about and just, you know, how everything came together. Again, the weather yeah. and just how it all, you know, we knew we were gonna have a favorable forecast. Yep. Uh, with not a whole lot of wind, and, um, you know, we landed on them. They wanted to play at times, and it really kind of, <laughs> it got uh, pretty busy there on a couple stops. It did. You know, and, and a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of our friends struggled out there today. Mm -hmm. So they weren't, you know, as lucky as us to have this pile of tuna here. 
but I think the difference is in how you, number one, you gotta be able to spot the birds and spot the jumpers. Yep. You know, we had more wind than was forecasted today. Yes, we did. And when you got white caps on the surface and you have white birds, and you have birds sitting on the water, mm -hmm. um, and you have tuna, you know, our tuna don't sky out of the water. They're no. not jumping five feet out of the water. So they blitz the surface, yeah. right? And so it's, it, it's a lot harder to see that activity, number one. And then in just in how you approach the school, you know, we saw today uh, a couple boats like charge in to right on top of the birds. Yeah. And when you see that, that's gonna sound the tuna. Mm -hmm. If you come too far into where they're jumping, that's gonna sound the tuna. Yeah. And so there's a lot to be said about, you know, reading if that school is traveling left to right, right to left, away from you, mm -hmm. and then reading the wind and being able to set the boat up at the right location to be able to drift over those fish. Yeah, and you did it time and time again, and you know, proof is in the pudding, as they say. I mean, yeah. we're going out here with 45 or 46 tuna. Uh, we called it at what, two o'clock? Yep. Right? Yeah. Phenomenal morning. So nicely done once again, brother. Thank you. And uh, hope you guys enjoyed this. I know we sure did. Uh, love bringing this type of content to you folks to, to watch and maybe, you know, one day think about getting out on a tuna run because it is everything that is, is talked about and more. Absolutely. There's 100%. nothing like it. Right on. So, all right, that's going to do it for us out here uh, out of Westport with Captain Tommy Donlan. And uh, we're going to jump out for a quick break. We'll be back in studio right after this. A Northwest favorite for almost 40 years, Arima boats are manufactured with pride in Bremerton, Washington. All Arima boats are built without any structural wood materials. That is why Arima boats are backed with a lifetime warranty. Arima can offer every boat with Honda outboard packages so that you can take advantage of the reliability and five-year top-to-prop warranty from your Honda outboard. Call or stop by Arima Boats today and let them help you get into your very next boat. All right, welcome back here in studio. Nicely done out there, Capitan. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. Boy. You can't be tuna fishing. Yeah, it was great. A lot of people commenting on here, man, that, uh, boy, that looks like a lot of fun. I got to go give that a go. And yes, absolutely you do. And uh, you will not regret it, especially if you take home a bounty full of uh, fresh tuna. And then once you start learning how to cook that stuff up. Oh, it's good. Eat it's so good. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, so we started the show out talking about how the weather had kept us off the water. Now mm -hmm. I'm looking at the weather, Tommy, and I'm getting excited. Yeah. Why is, excited. Well, Why is that? Well, we got a change. We got a change in weather coming. It, in looking back a bit of time ago, it was like, oh, it's going to be dry all the way into mid-October, man. Wah, wah. Things right. Are, I mean, that's now, what we dealt with last year, right? Yes. Yeah. Now things have kind of on the uptick. We got some rain coming here. <clears throat> things are looking kind of exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I remember two years ago. Oh yeah, when you took me out on an undisclosed river, I won't say the name because <laughs> yes. I don't want to get you know death threats or right. beat up by anybody. Right, right. Um, but uh, that was phenomenal. It was and all I timing, think, wasn't it? And I want to say we we you know caught released I don't know somewhere between thirty and forty mm -hmm. kings and coho. Bank just fishing, un unreal. Drowning just eggs all day, unreal. It was yeah. unbelievable. Opened your eyes. So yeah. what does it come down to? It comes down to watching the weather, the weather forecasting, the river forecasting. Yeah. Pay attention to tides as well, because if I want to go out here and fish the Grays Harbor area, but mm -hmm. I got to tell you, going into the first of October when these tributary and main stem rivers open here in the harbor area in this part of the region. Look at them tides going into first mm -hmm. uh, couple days of October. Uh, October 1, I'm not gonna be out there in the bay anywhere near it because I mean, we're talking about 11 foot tide swing. You yeah. wanna talk about salad That's all day long? Swing. Yep. That's a big swing. And so shallow water fisheries, lots of, lots of uh, sand getting turned up off of those sandbars, lots of turbidity in the water, things you yeah. just wanna steer clear of. So I look at that big tide and if, uh, if we didn't get the rain, 
I'm, I'm excited about big tides because full moon cycles, big tides start pushing, start pushing fish in the rivers. Well, we're yeah. getting the rain on top of that. So looking ahead at some of the rain uh, coming between the 24th and the 29th, I mean, look at look at the amount of green and yellow we got in some oh, of the, yeah. some of the gonna, areas there. Oh yeah, we're gonna get a good amount. That's within about a week there's time frame uh, rolling right up into the very end of the month now in September, exactly what we want. Now it all depends on where it's gonna land and when we're gonna get these rivers on the drop as we roll forward, okay, we get to the end of the month and the rain is is here and it's, is it gonna hang for a bit? Are we going to start seeing these rivers dropping? If I take a look at this next chart, I got multiple rivers on there and it shows great things, man. It shows us swinging on up and how can I forecast where I want to be and when? Well, I start looking for those arches to come down. And when does that start coming down? The other thing we got to remember is first big wash of the season as we roll into the fall, not only do the rivers come up, but they get filthy dirty. Right. All that yeah, light especially debris, the first one, right? Yeah, yeah. All the light debris and the dirt and the sand. Yeah, and the, it's chocolate and, milk. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So it's going to be dirty. Uh, but we get that drop, and you may need to wait an extra day or two. But once that flushes out and you start getting three, four, six feet of visibility, yeah. dude, it's go time. So get yeah. your eggs ready. Get your bobbers ready. We're going to start walking you guys through that stuff over the next several weeks, getting ready for the anticipation of some of these tributaries opening and bobber and egging it, twitching jigs, and throwing spinners. Cannot wait. So, all right, jump out for a very quick break. We come back. We'll close out the show right here. There's the Northwest. Defiance Marine is the one-stop shop for the Pacific Northwest Angler. Defiance Marine guarantees the best price on a new and best service on a repower for your current boat. Defiance Marine is a Honda premier dealership and one of the largest on the West Coast. Defiance Marine is a boat dealer who proudly sells Defiance, Allied, and Arima boats. All boats are built by West Coast fishermen for West Coast fishermen. Defiance Marine has all your boating needs to help you get out on the water. I just saw in here, uh, Cell Pass, a uh, senior puts, dang, watch uh, Fish on Northwest or my 49ers, hard call. No, it's not. Yeah, no, no. 49ers, That's an easy what call. the heck? Yeah, easy call. Uh, <laughs> hey, I want to remind everybody uh, yes, 29th, first date of clam digs, tentatively, as long as we get past any uh, issues with domoic acid. Mm -hmm. So uh, we have about 35 digs scheduled to get through the uh, season, and those are a lot of fun. We'll be uh, keeping track of that and make sure we remind you guys when and where you can dig uh, safely. Great time to get the family out, although as we get deeper in the fall and winter, it gets a little cold. Yes, it does. <laughs> and then these are night digs dress with headlamps. Yes, dress warm. Uh, Tommy, hey, tomorrow's kind of a big day. It is a very special day. Uh, 33rd year anniversary for me yes. and Shane. And I got to say, uh, happy anniversary, babe. Love you. All that you do for us here at Fish Out Northwest. Uh, you really help hold this team together, and mm. and uh, how about that salmon tonight? Oh, it's unreal. Every meal that Shane makes <laughs> is a phenomenal meal. meal. Yep. Yeah. And uh, thanks to her for all her hard work and uh, putting our clothing line together and working yes. with Blake to get all this stuff printed up yeah. and all the all the things we offer out of the store. So uh, we're going to get that thing back up online here at some point. Uh, got a lot of things in the work right now, so mm -hmm. trying to juggle it all. But uh, fantastic. Looking forward to tomorrow, babe, and uh, happy anniversary, uh, 33 years. So, all right, going to do it for us here tonight. Uh, Fish Hunt Northwest. want to thank everybody for uh joining us as you do each and every week. And uh, make sure you tune in Sunday mornings here on Root Sports, 9 to 10 a.m., one full hour show of programming each and every week. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week, Thursday, here, Fish on Northwest. Hey, thanks for joining us here on the Fish on Northwest weekly podcast. I want to remind everyone that you can catch our weekly live stream show on our Facebook page and, of course, our YouTube channel every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. West Coast time. 
You'll get our insightful in-studio interviews, our extremely detailed how-to segments in the bait lab, the infield segments we bring to you when we're on the water or in the woods, and of course, our amazing cooking recipes in the kitchen with co-host Sherry England and chef Jeff Maxfield. Give us a follow on our Facebook page at Fish Hunt Northwest. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel at Fish Hunt NW. Find us on Twitter and Instagram. And finally, go to our webpage at www.fishhuntnw.com for all the latest and greatest info. Join us each week here on our podcast. Join us each week at our live production. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.